It is, in fact, a family show. I'm just going to turn show. my Wi-Fi off because I do not want it going beep <clears throat> in the middle of my thingy. That is the way of it. Indeed. It's a family show. It is a family show. Despite the fact that we're running it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're not suitable for... We're not suitable for a pre-nine o'clock audience. Anywhere. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> not <laughs> for the non-british amongst us should anybody ever hear this bit and you probably won't they used to have what they called the watershed at nine o'clock yeah so you couldn't swear before nine o'clock yeah you couldn't talk about naughty naughty things before nine o'clock a- any of them ever. you couldn't mention no. the words you couldn't do anything overt on screen. Because if you did, you'd have, anything. you'd have Mary Whitehouse writing to the, oh. the, the, the BBC Trust or whatever it was then. Bless her little saying, cottons. It's a disgrace. You're corrupt. I, I, I don't know anything about Mary Whitehouse, to tell you the truth. No? No. The only thing I know about Mary Whitehouse is that they she used to write to the, 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 the BBC to complain about content. She did. She led the Viewers and Listeners Association yeah. for a while or something like that. And there was a a, a um, comedy uh, sketch show called The Merry White House Experience for there quite was. a long time, which was really really good, and there had uh, Hugh Punt and Steve Dennis in it, and various others. And uh, then songs got catapulted by... off into their own things. Yeah, I want to say songs by Marcus Brigstock, but it wasn't songs by Marcus Brigstock. It was songs by the other dude, the one who does did the song about Christmas. Call it Christmas, if you wanna. Call it Crimbo. Call it Yule. Call it Noel. If it helps it go well. It doesn't matter, long as it's cool. I tempt everything. <laughs> Did not need to know. That. Did not need to know that. that. Didn't come out right. No, no, it didn't. <laughs> or possibly it did. Carry on. <laughs> Hello, lovely listeners. Welcome around the virtual campfire. Hello. For Frithcast episode 53. 53! 53! Doesn't work. 53, okay. Yeah. It sort of stopped working after 13, didn't it? It really? did, yeah. pretty much. It was kind of a one-time-only one one, gig. A really. one-shot deal. Yeah. I'm Suzanne Martin. And I am none of those things. Well, no, because you'd be me. That's true. You'd, well, yes. I, I, you see, then you're, into, yeah, then you're into the question of when you sit looking into a, a, a perfectly smooth... Uh, lake and you see your reflection which one of you is the reflection which one is real you see that's the difficulty it's a little bit like was what's his fella can't remember his name Zhang Shi or something 
something along those lines. I can't remember his butterfly. name. Butterfly. Famous, famous philosopher. Was he a man dreaming he was a butterfly or a butterfly dreaming he was a man? Yeah. You see... Well, that escalated quickly. <laughs> okay, so um, you've been introduced to uh, Suzanne. Hello. Um, so that, that's Suzanne. I'm, I'm Kate. Um, I'm uh, not um, heathen. Um, I'm just a hanger-on who happens to live here. Oh, okay. Welcome around, the virtual... <laughs> Welcome around the virtual campfire, lovely listeners, all squidging. Hello, lovely new people. Budge up, budge up, budge up. Hello, lovely regular listeners. You're all welcome around the virtual campfire. And Pull up a log, take a seat, get your knees warm. And you're all settle in. lovely. We love you all. I just thought I'd mention it. How much room have you had? Enough to feel the, 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 the universal all-pervading, warm glow of... That's alcohol. ...universal love and, 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 and kindness and, and love. You're getting a bit deep. We've only been, like, you know, a couple of minutes. I've got it all, all going on. I've got it all going on. Okay. It's all going on there. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. So, welcome to Frithcast number 53. 53. And what are we going to talk about today for episode number 53? Well, I kind of thought for today... A few episodes back, somewhere in the mid-40-somethings, mid-40s, can't quite remember when, (laughs) but I think around 46, we did an episode on theological reflection. And I want to kind of go back to a little bit of that and then go off sideways, because that's something we definitely don't do ever. We don't go off on mad tangents into goodness knows what territory. How dare you even suggest the notion? I know. It's just... We're a professional show. (laughs) Production values. <laughs> I mean, we do have production values. <laughs> to be fair, £2.50 is a value. I keep it in a jar by the door. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to... I just want to... Put, it's somewhere in the bottom of the washer with my old socks. I just want to put to bed <laughs> Hashtag the notion... first world gives the problems. That we've ever <laughs> spent £2.50 on... <laughs> get through £2.50's worth of coffee while we're doing one of these. We do. So, yeah, just for one mug. Yeah. For the mug. For the mug. Yes. But... One for the truckers there. So... You're going to have to explain that one in the notes. I will do that. Lovely listeners, you know where to find the notes. (laughs) Go and have a look. We'll we'll eventually put some links in and some little note explanation stuff. Go and have a hunt round, see what you think for yourself. Uh All that good stuff. But today... I want thinky brains on, which for you, Kate, might be slightly more of a challenge, <gasps> considering you've lubricated them with alcohol. I they work better that way. They, yeah. Well, they work. They work. They work that way. I mean, yes. You know, kind of. Okay. I mean, I'm using the word work fairly broadly here. Yeah. They function. They function. Ish. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It keeps my breathing going and stuff like that. This is, this is good. Please, please keep doing that. Might, That's quite might, fond. The, the cognitive, the cognitive stuff might uh, fall by the wayside a little bit. Okay. So what I'd like to do today is look at a type of theological reflection. Okay. If you've not come across the episode where we did it a few episodes back, don't worry. I'm going to go through it in step-by-step stuff. Mm-hmm. So this is subjunctive reflection. And if I translate... Is that something you get wrong with your eye? 
basically you just put like you know cream on it and drops and stuff Sub- subjunctivitis sorry I'm sorry. It's just, that this was going to be my, a long episode. Isn't it's it? not. I'm going to. I'm going to be quiet. Be I'm going to be quiet and behave myself. Oh, don't do that. No. No. Okay. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say I was going to be. I didn't say I was going to behave myself well. Oh, good. <laughs> That'll do. So, subjunctive reflection, and if I take that down to its easiest format to understand it, it's a what if. Okay. So this is where you might be familiar with some of the law, mm-hmm. familiar with the myth cycle, familiar with the values and things that are in the Havamal. Even if you've just read them once or twice and you've got a rough idea, that's good enough. And you're gonna, you're pretty much gonna know at least some of the the main the, stories. Yeah, the the main kind of yeah the the main when, names. You're familiar with some of the key stories. That's all we need. We don't need. An academic understanding yeah. of, of essay writing proportions to, to get your head around how to do this. We're assuming a passing familiarity. <clears throat> yeah. And but... again, it's a technique you can use yeah. to deepen your faith, to explore it, to start kind of thinking through things for yourself. So this is a what if. So I'm going to take that what if and I'm going to apply it to some of the stories in the mid-cycle. Okay. Okay. So, the reason that I look at what-ifs is because it gives me an appreciation of the original events. Mm -hmm. And it helps me see what the action and consequences are in that event. What does that event or story start? What is it a key point to later on down the myths? Does it affect anything down later on in the myths? Does it not? So this, this, I mean, it's sort of akin to, uh, I mean, anybody who's who's interested in kind of uh, historical novels and stuff are probably familiar with uh, counterfactuals. I mean, counterfactuals yeah. tends to be sort of in the more academic field of, of um, alternate histories, if you like. Yeah, alternate so, histories. Uh, like the thing about um, the old... The old verse about the for, for want of a nail the kingdom was lost because the oh, king didn't have a yes. didn't have a nail to reshoe his horse and he, so he couldn't use his horse in the fight so the yeah. fight was swung because they were they, they were a man short yeah so all, all of, of these thing. all of these things where the smallest event can be the pin mm. that everything else swings round so I want to maybe put a few what ifs out there into your minds lovely listeners okay see what you think. Spend a bit of time just turning these over in your head and seeing if maybe they spark something off that's different for you or yeah. they get you thinking in a new way. Whatever it is, get in touch. Let's talk about it. Let's, you know, chat with fellow heathens, talk with your kindred, talk with somebody else that you know, get in touch with somebody else around let's, the virtual campfire. Let's make it a conversation. Ooh. Well, yeah, that's how they, that's one how, of those. That's yes. how they do things on the proper radio. Is it? They'll say, they'll say things like, "Let's make it a conversation," and then and then they have yeah. you know people Let's emailing stay, and no, stuff. Totally Only the through. difference is we're genuinely interested. Yes, <laughs> I am. I know we genuinely are. interested because I've got my own understandings of what these stories or what these values or what these decisions then go on to be the basis of, but somebody else. Given the fact that we can't tell you how to heathen, we can't. We I have cannot. heard that somewhere before. I thought you might. So we can't tell you how to heathen. So the understanding that I have of these is not going to be the understanding of the person sat next to me around the virtual campfire. They're going to have a completely different understanding, 
and assign different values and understandings to these decisions. I just want to come back a moment yeah. and just add as a footnote, yes, like with a little brackety one and okay. down at the bottom of the page, I want to add, when I cackled at the, at the, at the, at the thing about we're genuinely interested, I wasn't cackling at the, the, the us not being genuinely interested, because we are. We are. I was cackling at my breezy accusation of like all the radio shows that they're not. You because were just having an excuse to cackle, weren't you? I, 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 I like cackling, what can I say? <laughs> But I was just, I was, I was, I was, I was actually quite taken aback. Once I'd said it, I was sort of taken aback at my audacity in, in, in just assuming that everybody on the proper radio isn't actually genuinely interested. You know? Okay. That's all. Yeah. Footnote. End of footnote. Okay. Carry on to the next page. Uh, right. Yes. Okay. All right. So, what ifs? So I'm going to go just through a few. Okay. See what you think to them. See if you can take them anywhere. See if they get you spinning off in different directions with your thoughts. It's all good. Do I get to play now or do I have to leave it till after? No, you can play now. Okay. So, because you know the mythology. I, well. Give or take a story or two. You I pretty have, much know the myth cycle. I have a passing knowledge. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Okay, so ready to think. I am always ready to think. So my first what if. It's my thing. What if mm-hmm. you've got... The death of Tharzi the giant and his daughter Scarthy comes down the mountain, all fiery cheesed off. Miffed us out. Miffed. She has Tuknark. Yep. And she trundles up on her fabulous skis of doom. She goes into the main hall. She's raging. Stomps in there. She's raging. She is a raging, raging queen. Yeah. One of those. See, I'm going to think that's a signal to cut something out. Yeah, don't cut anything out. (laughs) Um, she is looking fabulous and she is really, really, really angry. So she stomps up to the throne and says... Heart of cold, as cold as ice. Yes. One of those on toast. Indeed. She stomps up to the throne and she says, I am not impressed. This has got to change. I'm miffed as out. So the old father offers her a deal. Mm-hmm. Short story rather than the long version. Okay. Which includes her picking a husband. Yes. So, if you're not familiar with this, all the eligible gentlemen take their shoes and socks off, their boots and socks off. That's God, gentlemen. Yes. Roll their trouser legs up and they all stand behind a sheet, behind a blanket. Mm -hmm. And she picks the one that she wants from their feet alone. And she's aiming She's aiming for Baldur. Who she assumes... Has got all the clean feet. Because... He's he's a bit of all right. Let's yeah. let's face it. You know he's he's kind of tasty. And can I say that about a god? Yeah, you can. Okay, man. it's fine. He's basically he's a, he's he's right. Got it. He's attractive. He's he he's has. he's well. I was going to say clean shaven, but probably not. I don't know. Does Balder have a bit? I don't. Doesn't matter. Anyway, he's right nice, and she's after him. So clearly. And I'm sorry, I appear to have taken over a little He's bit. He's going to have the nice feet. He's going to have the nicest feet. Have yeah. it back. Okay. So, he's going to have the nicest feet. So she picks the nicest looking feet. Because you're going to. Because you're going to. Turns out they don't belong to Baldur. They belong to Njord the Sea God. Baldur's feet aren't the nicest in the room. Yeah. I'm not saying any more than that. Yeah. You're just going to need a minute to think about some things. Yeah. Okay. So my what if is what if she'd picked 
someone else for a husband in that lineup. It's a good what if. Mm. Does it affect anything later on through the myth cycle? What if she had... What if she'd have picked Balder in that <clears throat> lineup? That could have been complicated. Yeah. Where does Baldur live? I'm guessing he lives in in a hall in Asgard. So he doesn't live down by the sea? No. Njord does live down by the sea? Yes. She lives up in the mountains? She does. Her father's hall is in the mountains. If I remember the story correctly... Yes. They have a right tatar. They do have somewhat of a spirited discussion. Uh, sorry, local slang there a right tatar is a, is a, is a bit of a a bit of a to and fro yes there's a there's a rumpus of sorts they do they do a bit of shouting and yorping yeah over whether they should live in the mountains where he's uncomfortable yeah because there's wolves and and bells and things yeah or they should live down by the sea where she's uncomfortable because there's no wolves and there's just like screeching seagulls and and everything's damp all of that yeah. So, okay, let's say he chooses, she, sorry, chooses Baldur instead. Yeah. Ends up with nice Mr. Handsome. Mm-hmm. Less said about the feet, the better, but the rest of him, All good. good, yeah. Um, Cleans up quite nice, you know. Hall in Asgard, yeah. not necessarily in the mountains, not necessarily miles away from the mountains. Mm-hmm. What if she'd been quite happy living where Baldur lived? Yeah. Would that have changed things further down in the mid-cycle? Yeah. If she'd have picked Baldur as a husband, and what happens if she if she had have picked Baldur as a husband and got married to him, what would have happened when Baldur gets struck by the mistletoe? Would he have been there even? Yeah. Would he have been there at all? So, if he wasn't struck by the mistletoe, <clears throat> he wouldn't have died. Yeah. They wouldn't have had to... Try to get uh, get him back from Helheim. Yeah. And that would have meant that the gods didn't turn so hard against Loki. Yeah. And that would have meant that the previously mischievous relationship between Loki and the gods turned into actual animosity. Yeah. Which would not have meant he wouldn't necessarily have set off on the path he did to bring down the god, well, to, mm. you know, to, to he wouldn't yeah. have necessarily alike, felt a- so alienated and gone off and aligned with the 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 the, the, the Jotnar, yeah, uh, and the various forces of what's it, and we might not have had Ragnarok at all, yeah, for her choice. Holy shit! And you can bleep that out if you want to. <laughs> no, I'm not going to bleep that out. Scarvey caused Ragnarok. She did not. Okay, proximate cause, but yeah, uh, yeah. So. You know, looking at these what-ifs, you get a whole different appreciation for what happens and how it happens. Yeah. My second what-if. What if the mistletoe would have been thrown and it hadn't killed Baldur? Because you've got the same kind of... He didn't marry, you know... If Skadi still marries Njord, but the, the mistletoe dart is thrown and Baldur doesn't die from it. Right. Now... I have to. I'm trying to remember the the exact nature of the story because I'm getting it confused somewhat with Achilles. Okay. Because in my head, I've got Achilles being dumped, dunked in the magic potion as a child. No. Yeah. That's Obelix. 
Pretty much. Anyway, Achilles gets dunked in the magic potion. Achilles is dunked in the magic potion, but there's a leaf on his heel, and it basically... Oh, I thought it was where she was holding him. Yeah, and it basically covers that part of his heel, so he doesn't get that part dunked. Hence, we have an Achilles heel, a weak spot. I thought it was where Mumsy was holding him. And when... Gadunk. Gadunk. Like that. She was holding him by the ankle, because... Greeks, what can I say? Yeah. Um, You you plunge a child into the water and... Of course you do. Just holding it by one ankle. Bloop. Similar thing happened with Baldo, only it was his... Was that his heel as well? Ah, no. No, no, no. In that mythology, Baldo starts getting prophetic dreams that are very, very dark. I'm going to butt in. Go on. Because I think... Go for now, it. Now, isn't it mistletoe... Now, am I imagining this? Isn't it mistletoe is the only thing that... She hasn't managed to get to promise not to hurt him. That's the one. That's right, yes. That's the one. Yeah. So, essentially the story goes, Frigga goes out on a mission to save her son, Baldur. Yeah. And she extracts a a promise from every living thing that it won't hurt him. Yeah. Because of these prophetic dreams that he's been having. That's right. But Mistletoe, by the time she's singing a spell song to the universe of protection of love for her son, she gets to Mistletoe and either she's too tired or it's too small or she doesn't really see the difference between that and the tree it's growing on. So she misses it. Difficult. Or doesn't quite catch it. Yeah. Mistletoe is what's used and it hasn't made a promise not to hurt him. So what if... Either it had, or what if the mistletoe had no effect, or the dark mist? Is the other is the myth cycle still the same? For that one momentary act, what values and what story changes because that happens or doesn't happen? What if? See, this is just this is Terminator. Yeah, this is Terminator. You have Balder the Terminator in your head. Can I do spoilers for Terminator? I. Given that it was a film originally in the 80s, I think we're probably okay. quite safe. Spoilers for the first three Terminator films. Wow. Because This I is st- some big, hefty spoilers. Well, I kind of stopped watching after that. Yeah. Well, I didn't. I watched them. I just don't remember much about them. No. Spoilers for the first three Terminator films. You've Right. So, Robot comes back from future to kill... Sarah Connor. Uh, a mother yeah. of the future Resistance leader before the Resistance leader is born. Yeah. Fails. Yeah. Is killed by Resistance... Leader's lieutenant, yeah. lieutenant, who was sent back in time to intercept said robot. To protect his mother. Ended up doing the thing with... The Wicked Dance. The Wicked Dance, the beast with two backs. Oh! <laughs> See, that's, I was going polite! That's Shakespearean! Oh, that is not That's all. culture! Oh! <laughs> <laughs> okay, carry on. Anyway, so he does... They do the happy dance. <laughs> <laughs> Snoopy does the happy dance. Please do not wreck my childhood. I will take the wicked dance. Okay. But not well, the happy dance. But that's, apply, that's applying... Um, uh, that, that's subjecting it to moral judgment. Why is it wicked? You keep using that word. I do not think you, it means what you think it means. <laughs> yeah, that. All right, anyway. So... Moving what on. Happens basically. If Balder doesn't. <clears throat> I'm, die. I'm getting to yeah. it. I'm getting okay. to it. Right. Come on then. Come on. Come on. Because come on. you've got you've got the questions now. Right. Anyway, long story short, um, uh, future resistantly resistance leaders lieutenant kills yeah. helps Sarah Connor Escape. mother mother yeah. of future resistant leader 
kill Terminator Robot and escape to freedom. Everything's lovely. Mm-hmm. Terminator 2, second robot gets sent back, this time by the Resistance to protect the now teenage future Resistance leader. Yeah. Mum's gone off and been locked up in a, in a, 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 a psychiatric facility. Yeah. She escapes. Uh, I'm not going to go through the whole film. But basically the point is they finish up going and finding the dude who invented the evil future robot. Miles. Uh, computer. Miles something. AI. Yeah. Miles Bennett Dyson. Dyson. Not to be it. confused <laughs> with the other Dyson that we don't talk about. Mm. But uh, so they, they go and, and find, they're intending to kill him. But Sarah's got too much humanity and finds she can't do it. So in the end, they they actually recruit him. They manage to get Dyson to believe what they're saying. There's going to be this terrible war in the future. The robots are going to take over unless we stop it now. Yeah. So he helps them destroy all traces of the work that he's been doing into mm-hmm. AI. End of story. Everything's lovely. Crisis averted. There will be no war and the robots won't take over. Okay. Except then the third film comes along and says... Uh, and it's all why there's another Terminator. Why is there another Terminator? It's all going on. And but very long story short, it turns out that actually they haven't prevented the, the the future war and the taking over of robots. They've just made it happen a different way. Yes. Because that is like a fixed future. Yes. It can be bent and twisted about a bit, but it can't be prevented. And yeah. I'm wondering which of these we're now looking at with our what ifs. Because yeah. if Baldo doesn't die as a result of the mistletoe. mistletoe. We could say, well, either, again, we, we end up in the same situation with, um, okay, so the gods don't turn on Loki. Yeah. There is, this, there is not this acrimony, this, this alienation. There, there is not the, the, the resentment and the hatred that builds up. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't uh, raise this army of the, the Otnar and the, and the, and the Nasties and, and fight the gods. Ragnarok doesn't happen. And every, everything's lovely and cuddly and made of cotton wool. Mm-hmm. Or... The future can't be changed. Ragnarok has to happen. Yes. So, just because they don't turn on Loki because of what he did to Baldur... Is there another way? Is there something else that will come along... Yeah. ...and make everything as it should have been according to the weaving strands of the uh, The the spinners, yeah. So, I don't know. Tell me. Can't. (laughs) Can't because this is a whole individual thing mm. and we can't tell you how to heathen. And these, these are questions you can ponder. And the more you get into the law, the more you can ponder them and the more you get into the law because of them and then the more you can ponder them again. Indeed. And you can look at them several times over and come out with different understandings of it every time. I promise I won't drag the next one into the realms of science fiction. Okay. If you have another one to offer. Okay, I've got one more. Okay. And then we're going to leave the reader's brains to kind of just... Take cool, over and... Cool down a little bit around well, the virtual campfire and know. just kind of settle a bit. So my third one. You've heard of the wolf. The, I... the big wolf. Oh, that wolf, yes. Yeah, the big wolf. Locust son. Fenrir. 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 Fenrir we will call him. Because I know he so... gets called Fenris sometimes. Yeah. So we'll call him Fenrir in here, but if you know him as Fenris, that's fine as well. There's also but a Fenic, that Fen- wolf. Fennec fox. Yeah, not that one. Not the same thing. No, a bit smaller. Mm. We want bigger. Big, huge. Um, yeah. Fit to Pointy eat the sun. teeth. Go, no, 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 no. Does he, is it the sun he eats? Uh, it's definitely Odin he eats. 
Somebody definitely, somebody eats the sun, I'm Hattie sure. Hattie and do. Skull. Yeah, somebody eats the sun. Anyway, go on. So, Fenrir, he is, at, at a particular point in the law, he's taken before the gods and he's bound. And they use a trick to do it. They basically, he, they challenge him to break out of any fetter that they've got for him. Okay. And so he breaks, they, they bind him with ropes and he easily breaks those and says, you know, is, is that it? Is that all you've got? They bind him with chains and he says, is that all you've got? And breaks those. And then they bring out the rope that they've actually had made because they knew if they started with that, he would have refused. Yeah. But because they're, they're tweaking his pride and poking it with a pin, he can't not. Now he'll let them bind him with anything because he wants to be able to prove he can get out of it. Yes. Yep. So he looks at this little tiny thin bit of cord that they've had specially made out of nine things that don't exist. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's right. He looks at them and goes, oh, that ain't happening. That's a tiny thing bit of cord and I am suspecting mischief. Yeah. Tyr, Lord of Swords, takes his right hand and puts it in the wolf's mouth and says, if they are lying, you can take my sword hand. Okay. And so, of course, they bind the wolf and he promptly bites off Tyr's hand. Which is fair, because yeah. they were lying, so... And Tyr knew it. Yeah. And still offered sacrifice anyway. Indeed. He knew what it would cost him, but he judged. He made a judgment and decided. Yeah. What if he hadn't? If he hadn't... So, what do we know? Yeah. We know that he's one of the... I mean, they're all fairly kick-ass fighters. They are. We know he's one of the the prominent amongst them. And he is, Lord of Swords. We know that... Lord of Right Action, Justice. His, his doing the kind of Jamie Lannister thing... Yeah. ...means that he doesn't have his full fighting prowess when... The Ragnarok, the Ragnarok comes. comes. Yes. For want of a nail. For want of a nail. The battle was lost. The kingdom was lost. Yeah. And it may be that having Tyr in full fighting form wasn't still wasn't enough to swing it, but it might have been. Yeah. And so what if the gods would have otherwise won the what, Battle of Ragnarok? Yeah. What happens if they might have won it? However. Okay, go on. If, if he hadn't have offered that hand, mm. Fenrir wouldn't have allowed himself to be bound. Yep. So what would that have done? Exactly. These are the things that I love thinking about. Mm. A couple of quick ones before we finish. Go on. Right at the beginning of the myth cycle, there's the building of Asgard's wall. Yeah. It's my favourite, favourite story from the myth cycle. My own personal favourite. I remember it well. The builder comes up and he asks for the sun and the moon as his price for building the wall. And, and he wants the Lady, the Freya, Lady Freya as his wife. Yes. What if she'd have said yes? And he would have just built the walls. Yeah. Taken the sun and the moon. Mm -hmm. I mean, that might have been complicated. Slightly more tricky. I mean, was he going to take them away or did he just want to own them? I don't know. I mean, it's like, you know, they put an American flag on the moon. Yeah. Didn't they, didn't exactly. like, they didn't, like, bring it back to no, NASA, did they? that would have been slightly more complicated. But no, they didn't. So does he just want to say that he controls them and owns them? Yeah. And does he want the same for his bride? She might never have had to, you know, apart from presumably the occasional 
visit, yeah, as it were, mm. family show. Yeah, but so they would have had what their there? walls built. Yeah, they would have had a, a, a fair a fair deal uh, originally. You know, as as negotiated, Thor wouldn't have had to come along and murder some poor innocent dude. Yeah, he did make it again. Bit, yeah, a bit of a theme, slight slight running theme. They wouldn't have ended up having to try to trick the builder's horse away. Yeah, which meant Loki would never have. Got it on with the... Let's get it on. The, down, down, the Wicked down, Horsey down, Dance. Down, down, down. Yeah, doing the Wicked Horsey Dance. The, uh, the stallion, stallion. Yeah. Which meant, would have meant there would have been no sleep near. Yeah. I'm not sure quite what lasting, what, what like rippling yeah, impact so, that would have had, but yeah. Yeah, you know. take a look at the impacts that these things have. Mm. Last one. Yes. When... Loki does the wicked horsey dance with the stallion. Indeed. What family, if he'd have had, show. What if he'd have had twins? Ooh. Ooh. How many do horses usually have at once? Just one. Do they? Yeah. I grew well, up in the countryside. I grew up in the countryside. Did Not like, that? you know, a whole litter of... <clears throat> I knew they didn't have a litter. I didn't know whether they normally had like one, two, three. I think they normally have one. I think now you say it, they probably, I, think, I think you're right. Yeah. So what if he'd have had twins? I'm a rural kid. I should have known that. <laughs> um, so all of these little questions, yeah. and you can do it all the way across the myth cycle with any decision or with any event. Look at what it's saying and say, what if this had have happened another way? What if that person had said yes? What if that person had have said no? What if the price was too high? What if that thing that they did that works in the myth story didn't work? <laughs> So that thing that they that that works for them in the myth cycle, what happens if right at the end when they're hunting the trickster, and the trickster invents the net, and then goes and is a salmon in the river? Yeah. What happens if they can't find him? Tricky. Yeah. You can't bind him if they can't find him. Exactly. You can't find. You can't bind what you can't find. You cannot. So all of these points. If I sit and just pick one of those and say, right, sometimes it's a quick answer, sometimes it's not. Sometimes I have to go back to the story and go, right, what impact does this decision have? Where does it go? What, how do I then look at these characters? How do I see these gods and goddesses? How do I see their thought patterns? Why do they make that particular decision at that particular time? And I suppose if you think on it, you can also apply this to your own life. You can. And second guess every decision you've ever made or ever might make That's... and drive yourself completely insane. Yeah, don't do that, lovely listeners. We, we like you just the way you are. Okay. Please don't go driving yourself completely insane. Okay. That would be great. All right. All right. Okay. But it is an, but... Interesting, it is an interesting case. They do it with, um, they do it with history and, and, and yeah, such as well. This like... is like alternate history. What, what happens it... if there's a point of diversions and what effect does that have? Yeah. Where does it go? What kind of values does that decision or not decision inspire or impact, create? All of these things then I can think about and I can take back to that original story and it helps me appreciate that original story or that original part of the mid-cycle, a lot more. Mm. So maybe, lovely listeners, take one of these, see what you find to it. See if you find it's a short answer or a long answer. Think up your own. Well, oh, I mean, God, pick, yeah. pick your There's own. There's hundreds. 
<clears throat> that you can apply to the myth cycle of a what if mm. this decision was different? What if this god or goddess hadn't been there? And it is such or a rich, had been there. It is such a rich sequence of, 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 of stories. Yeah, of things that you can ex- use it as another way of exploring the law that you know already and see what happens. Mm. So, lovely listeners, we're going to leave you pondering around the virtual campfire. Ponder, ponder. And we will see you for episode 54, which is story time. Story time! Story time! We, it feels like we haven't had story time for a very long time, but it's cyclical and they do come around every nine episodes, but it still feels like it's been quite a while since we last did a story time. All of this has happened before. And, and all, all of this, this will happen, happen again. again. And with that, lovely listeners... If you would like to find us online, my name's Suzanne Martin. You can find me on Facebook or you can find me on Twitter at Geetha in Jeans. I should have added a so say we all at the end of that, shouldn't I? It's all right, Chuck. We can put it in. It's fine. So say we all. We do. And if you want to find me, because you've got nothing better to do, (laughs) um, (laughs) I am on uh, Twitter and Facebook as Kate Coldwind. And you can find my shabby website at glassrain.net. Drop me a line if you want to. Yeah, come and throw us a friend request. Come and say hi. Tell us how you've got on with some of these. Don't feel obliged to drop me a line if you'd rather watch paint dry. That's that's cool. (laughs) (laughs) Lovely listeners, we will talk to you all next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.